Welcome to the bus. <laughs> me, man. <laughs> Let's start by saying then. No, no, no. I can't have that. Oh, I can't no, have that. Right. That was a, that was a good intro. <clears throat> On the. We've ne- this, we've never done this before. I think this is this is a. Uh, I think that's a good intro. We should just laugh. All right, go on. Go on. It makes people fit, think that you're not really miserable like normal. This podcast today is sponsored by Elland Brewery. And if you can even see that, if you're watching this on uh, YouTube, you'll be able to see that we're drinking delicious beer. You're drinking, what one are you drinking? Nettle Frasher. You have such great. <laughs> <laughs> you're not meant to drink it into your lungs. <laughs> Well, this is a great. <laughs> this is a great first start to the podcast. <coughs> Hello, my name's George Holiday. Um, I'm starting a podcast where my guests die within the first two minutes and they choke on our endorsements. That's quite. I think I got a bit down the wrong hole. Did you? It's really nice. I mean, does it taste good in your lungs? No, it's. <coughs> it's really nice. <coughs> it's proper lovely, but I've got that down the wrong hole. <coughs> All right. Welcome to the bus, Isaac. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, for anybody that doesn't know who you are, because I'm going to get straight to the point, you're a really unknown artist, <clears throat> and that's one reason I really wanted you to be one of our first people on the podcast. Yeah, because <clears throat> I, you know, our, our little motto is that we're not in it. We're not doing this to like try and be the best production company or anything like that. We want to be real. Totally. And I feel like you're the most real musician <coughs> that I know. So I really nice. am glad to have you on here. I think you're going to be able you, to man. give people <coughs> a lot of value by being here. Um, any musicians that are watching this, they're in a similar position to yourself. Um, so to give people an idea, um, you have just under a thousand followers on all your socials. Yeah, we're so that's where you're kind so of that's at. Like you, yeah, under a thousand. Which I think is very un. Uh, what's the word? It doesn't represent your talent. Mm. And I'm not saying that just because you. you sat here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I kind of am, but you know. Um, where, are you, where are you from, for people that don't know? Uh, technically, I'm from a little village called Oxenhope in yep. the Worth Valley in Yorkshire. But, uh, Yorkshire. Yorkshire. But for Yorkshiremen uh, drinking Yorkshire beer in Croatia. So, I haven't, even, <clears> I haven't even told these guys where we are. We're sat in split on the beachfront. Any background noise you guys might be able to hear of screaming children are being dunked in the sea by their families and uh, we're, we're quite literally parked on the seafront um really beautiful location beautiful so two two guys that have lived in yorkshire drinking yorkshire beer yeah all the way in croatia all the way in croatia so yeah. you're from yorkshire yeah how long have you been playing music um i well i first picked up a guitar at 15 excuse me i'd always like sang i'd sang in i remember singing in primary school I've done kind of choir stuff. Mm. Uh, I just that's where I first experimented with music, and it was just singing. But it wasn't until I picked up a guitar at fifteen, uh, and I kind of like properly fell in love with it then. But then, as a as a as a, as a proper artist, as like you know Isaac Tyler, the artist, if you want to say that, probably around two two years ago, maybe two and a bit. Two years, yeah, which yeah. is crazy because you're twenty one now. <clears throat> twenty one, yeah. Twenty one now, and anybody. I mean, at the end of this podcast, we're gonna show a clip of what we filmed today mm. because we've we've been endorsed by these Aston microphones. We've been doing a little video testing these out, and literally, we just jammed something out. And the thing I love about you the most is that you're so raw. And in a first take, even if you're not necessarily happy with it, to everybody else, they're like jaw on the floor. <laughs> so the fact that you've only really professionally been doing this for two years or so, just over, yeah, just over, is um, 
is bonkers. So how did it all start off? What was, what was your first sort of kickstart into the music industry? So my first kickstart was if anyone's watching, they might know a YouTube channel called On Surfer. Mm-hmm. On it was Surfer. A, on Surfer, which is, if you can't tell, is a, is a Yorkshire-based uh, YouTube channel. Aye. Who, um, who primarily started off doing sessions with artists. So it would be quite acoustic sessions, mm-hmm. stripped back. And I'd followed the channel for for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. I just really liked the content they were putting up. And I just wanted to do a session. So I went along and I did a session with them. At, I was probably about 17. But it was just as I'd started to write songs. <clears throat> and, um, uh, yeah, I, I, I wasn't an artist then. I was uh, just a kid playing guitar, really, um, and singing. But that was my first kind of break into the music industry because I then, through that, um, they set a label up and then... A couple of years down the line, I worked with them, and then I signed with their independent label. Yeah, so that's and you got some great views for that channel. You did yeah. feeling good. Oh, yeah, and yeah. How many views did that get? Um, it was a, there was a couple of different ones because there was on the actual session. I think it's probably about eleven or twelve k. Yeah, but the uh, you I know you know the music crowns. Yeah, yeah. I think that hit about twenty five or twenty six. Twenty five, twenty six. Which for you, which and that was the first. Yeah, this ever is this is you starting out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, this is nuts. and that was crazy because I mean. Yeah, it was great. And I remember looking at all like the comments on the music crowns one especially, um, because that was Facebook and people were, even then, like you know, it was a few years but people sharing a lot on Facebook. Mm. And there was people from all over the world like sharing it and like tagging their friends and yeah, putting yeah. stuff in language you have to translate and stuff. And that was crazy because I'd not released anything, I'd done anything. Yeah. I was like, Whoa, this is straight weird. away worldwide getting yeah. comments and Yeah, it was cool, man. It, it was a so, great start. So Unsafe <clears throat> signed you up. Yeah. Um and what kind of deal was that? Like talk to us about So I got I got a development deal for the first um, first year, really. So it was a complete. There was no deadlines. I didn't have to hand hand in any music of any sort. It was just like uh, basically it was them acknowledging the fact that I was a complete raw talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a blank canvas in a sense. I had an idea when I wanted to go, but I was mouldable in a way, mm-hmm. uh, and I needed the time. And what was brilliant is they gave me the time to uh, just write with loads of people, loads of different people, and just experiment and um, just give me time to to, to flourish as an artist and then after that year then uh, a, a a record deal so to speak kicked yeah. in so it was right you know now we're releasing music and stuff mm-hmm. and, um, so yeah so what's I mean it's quite still quite a blurred line for me but to any viewers and listeners that are on this what's the difference I think this would be really valuable to, to people that are looking for record deals management mm-hmm. deals what's, what is the difference between a record deal and a management deal sorry uh, record yeah that was right yeah, record yeah. deal and a management uh, deal Management, well, a manager's like, I mean, yeah, so a manager's like completely just representing you as an artist. Uh-huh. And, um, so turning up to gigs, yeah, sorting out your finances, all of that. They, finding they, your gigs as well. Yeah. And, if you I mean, if you don't have a booking agent and stuff, they'll, yeah, it's all of that. And, um, it's just really representing you as an artist, and they will deal with you if you happen to have both. Mm-hmm. Um, they will deal with your label as well. So they are completely, technically, they should be completely on your side. Do you know what I mean? Mm. That, because they're um, all managers, you'll do ten or twenty percent as well. Yeah. So it's in their own interest, but they should just be for you, the artist. Whereas a record label, um, they are releasing your music, so they own your masters of the music, and then they will put that out there. And their job is to promote that and yeah. finance the recording of that. And uh, depending on what level you get, at, you might get advanced with some. So they'd be like, "Here's a yeah, sum to they're rare off. now, aren't they? Yeah. So it's, it used to be that like you know artists would be given a hundred thousand oh, pounds, three years, like, yeah. do an album, live but off this, record the album. What people never realised <clears throat> was that 
it, I didn't realise for quite a while you pay, you owe that money back. Oh, totally. And you so, don't own anything until you pay that. Yeah. Money so back, people yeah. go, oh, I've just been given a hundred grand, or somebody have been given a million pound record mm. deal. You still owe that mm. million pound back. It's not like a gift of like. I mean, if we you were smart, in you'd you. invest in a property yeah. that you could then sell. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. you wouldn't just go... So fund yourself. But you've got to live off it. That's the thing. So you can't really just invest it all in a property mm. because you you get given 100 grand and that sounds like loads. Yeah. It's a lot of money, don't get me wrong, 100 yeah, yeah. grand. But uh, you've got to live off that. Yeah, and a lot completely. of time these people want <clears throat> to live in London or New York or wherever yeah. and then, then 30 grand a year actually sounds it's, like a lot of money. But it's not when, especially in the... Not when you live in a big city. Yeah, and the, the lifestyle and... That, that comes with it. That comes with it and that people kind of want to live up to me and stuff and yeah. it's, it's, it's tough it's, it's one of them the, the kind of the record the record industry in that sense is, is weird yeah I think so I think um, one thing that I always hear is that you should never really look for a management mm. or a manager or you should never really look for a record label to take you on <clears throat> they will find you um, that's the general rule of thumb that a lot of professional people have advised mm. What what's your thoughts towards that uh, if you're a new artist I'd agree and disagree with some things yeah. I think do you think people are just too eager and that's why they want to find a manager or do you think it's... But I think a lot of people deservedly are eager uh, because you get to a point and you know, I think everyone knows as an artist when you need that machine of label or when you mm. need the manager. And like for me personally, like so I've, I was very lucky early on that I got that kind of like independent label input. But like right now, as the, you know, whatever day, what day is it? What day? Uh, Saturday? Yeah, Saturday in August. First Saturday in August. In July. August. August. Is it August? Yeah. Oh my days. Time's flying by. But I'm I'm in talks with uh, a management company about getting a manager now. Yeah. And in in all honesty, um, it was kind of a bit above. I kind of seeked her out as much as mm. you know. So I was actually first approached. It was, she was talking at a seminar that I went to in Wakefield, and she was like from a management company, and I. That's how I opened the dialogue. Mm. Um, so it, it was still a natural <clears throat> way of... You weren't, you weren't online typing in music managers no, or no. trying to find people. It's still kind of natural. It was still natural. It was a face-to-face kind yeah. of... And I just kind of... Felt right myself. in the moment. Totally. And, I mean, and that's not that, that's not like a done deal yet, but that's something that um, uh, when I get back from Croatia, where kind of... Um, we're having more meetings about and yeah, trying to set it. up. And uh, it's, I'm, I'm excited for that and it'll be interesting to see... Um, the different things that brings to the table. Mm. So you've got the label and the management and stuff. And um, yeah, I do think, to go back to your question about seeking them out, I think um, I think it's a bit of both. I think sometimes you will be seeked out and mm-hmm. sometimes you... I mean, what's what's the harm? And if you think it's right, the right time just to send demos out it, and yeah. stuff and you don't want to bombard labels yeah. with it. But um, it's it's worth worth a try now and then, I think. Ah, oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, Kind of leading in on from that, we were talking yesterday about social media. We were talking about actually the need of whether or not we need a label. Yeah, you were totally. saying that you really believe that everybody does need a label, even though it's kind of a fashionable thing. Everyone's saying mm. you don't need a label anymore in this. I'm very much believing that social media is so powerful nowadays. Um, and some artists that we know have had some great success online. Mm. Um, and in theory, they could run their own stuff themselves if they had the power to to, uh, if they have the commitment and energy to do it, yeah. do you need a label anymore? And and I was kind of saying no, you were saying yes. But yeah, say say what you were saying yesterday because it was really interesting. I don't chat. know whether I I'm I maybe have a bit of a blurred thing. With, I don't know, not blurred, but I'll just put my opinion out there, and I'm sure people watching will agree and maybe disagree. With mm. it. But uh, for me, um, I think maybe ten years time, you might not, depending on where the music industry goes. But 
there's just something about that machine of a label, whether you like it or not, it doesn't necessarily mean it's an enjoyable experience yeah. for a lot of people. They do have the weight and they do have the money, and I'd love that if it was not the case, and you could just own a label if you wanted yeah. to, and you enjoyed the ethos of the thing. But you know, I think we were chatting yesterday when we were just we were chilling on the bus, and we were talking about who actually is, you know, as a musician, a lot of people want to strive to be the best and the top. Who in that top bracket? is killing it who doesn't have a label and if you look at them statistics and you go well yeah the statistics don't show that you don't need a label anymore Mm. and kind of everyone goes on about the social media and Spotify and stuff and um, like playlists and you can but I mean the truth is a lot of the labels either own the playlists or they they have the the contact with the Spotify guy. Who, yes, who, the, the that's, that's that's the biggest thing, isn't yeah. it? It's it's contacts. It's contacts, and, and labels <clears throat> have they have books of them, and they have the, the top contacts. That so I guess yeah. the, I guess I guess in a sense the thing that ties us both together, the little bridge between us, both almost like disagreeing in a way, mm. um, is you could gain those contacts yourself. You could you could get a manager that has. Totally. Good contacts that, that isn't part of a label, and he's just sold. The managing important thing for getting contacts like that. Definitely. Yeah, so he so so that could be a good little bridge. So I guess to anybody that's watching this, that's looking for uh, sorry, listening to this. I don't know where you guys are, but <laughs> <laughs> um, anybody that is wanting management or a label or anything, there is a chance they could do it still through getting a manager or acting as their own manager. But you're going to have to put in a lot of work. You're going to have to put totally. in a lot of networking, working sixteen-hour days, spending your evenings writing and your daytimes yeah. emailing or the other yeah. way around or whatever like it so i mean i guess what i'm trying to say is that both ways are possible totally but in both ways are possible yeah like i'm not saying yeah more than ever and i think that's because more social media has changed as well and everything's affordable definitely something i'd agree with it's definitely more than ever if you're ever going to not need a label now is yeah the best time you could do it definitely. yeah so for you i guess i guess it's financial right so you've got mm. you've got a job you've got a side job you work yeah. in a venue yeah i work in a music venue and a uh, music shop yeah. So, I mean, quite nicely, it's kind of like a really nice kind of full circle thing. So the music shop, uh, I used to get my guitar lessons and a bit of like vocal coaching stuff in there. Yeah. And then the venue that I work in is the first ever stage that I played on. Um, That's the exchange. The exchange, Keefe? yeah. So I work on the bar there and I do some of the music venue stuff and then I work in the shop. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's just, that is the, <clears throat> that is the kind of the thing of an up and coming artist and stuff mm. is, um, you know, and it's, it's funny because I'll always get, I will get people who are maybe slightly naive to music industry, and they're going to be because they're not in it. Yeah, uh, he'll be be like, so how you know you're doing all right now? Then it's like you have no idea. <laughs> you know, just because maybe I had a bit of radio one player last year and stuff, and the singles I haven't done massive numbers, but there was you know decent bit of interest in some stuff and the radio one player and stuff, mm-hmm. and and people ask oh, so you doing around that, you have no idea. Like yeah. it's just it's not like that. It struggles so real, and this is the hard <clears throat> kind of uh, bridge between the two because in order to get somewhere, you've got to portray this mm. not necessarily in like a false way like the the, the ideal <coughs> way is to be as honest as possible totally but there's no point you sat there saying oh today i've had a really bad day uh i've not managed to get <coughs> any gigs or anything mm. you just want to be putting out i've got a gig next week yeah. i've got this yeah. and that's so actually really as an artist you're only putting out the positive stuff they don't a lot of people don't see the negative stuff behind all the time all mm. the time and and but that's and, difficult to deal with man yeah it's tough ta- it's tough because you are a perso- you know you hear it with celebrities they're a persona <clears> in out front you only ever really hear the good bits and when you hear the bad bits it's because the the newspapers and magazines are trilling it but out it's, it is the truth man it's 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 almost a facade isn't it, it and it's is. hard to break down that facade and of, it's i think um something you organize it's not a facade in a sense i mean obviously when you're feeling rubbish you're not going to Stick the camera on them, yeah, yeah. You know, I think there's certain people who are better than, limit, better than others of being honest and mm. 
and true. But it is quite it's it's tough and it can be um I think it's one thing that can get to you a little bit is that kind of um yeah, not the fakeness, but just the the whole thing of it and just always aware that every post you do you're trying to sell yourself in a yeah. sense. And you should probably not look at it that way mm. and actually just go, well just be honest with people and post stuff. And it'll sell itself. Yeah, and that's the key. I and think. what's tough is when you're getting Radio One plays, and, and mm. your mates are going, "Oh, you look like you, you know you're doing really yeah, well." And yeah, really. Thinks behind the scenes, you're getting forty quid in your pocket. Oh, we did we did a gig together once, yeah, didn't we? Yeah. And we were supporting Lucy Spraggan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was thirty quid back yeah. pocket, right, just to cover yeah. your, your fuel from. One yeah, place it was. To you know, it was and that's the reality of it. That is totally about, and that is not unusual. That's not like no. anything like. I mean, the standard. The industry standards. Yeah, fifty pounds. Fifty pounds. Um, yeah, it's it's one of them. You know, yeah, you've played keys me for few gigs and mm. that was one of them and i think the most we the love in it yeah totally because the most we've ever been paid when you've played keys and, yeah. and i've done my music and stuff is i mean 50 quid 50 is probably the top yeah for a support for a support gig and yeah and but that's the reality it's, of it it's fun and it's a good laugh it and it's yeah it's, so, so how have you found like funding yourself then because the gigs aren't paying that much on its own i mean 50 pounds great if you're doing five six gigs a week you can mm. su- you can survive off that but then it's getting the five six support slots so which is hard you're not you re- you, nobody i mean the only person i've ever heard that gets that kind of numbers <clears throat> wow there's a stunning yacht outside i don't think you'll be able to see it there's been a sorry that took tennis. me completely off guard <laughs> um ed sheeran mm. gigged every day of the week and you he see, lived and the he, thing is though i sorry to interrupt no it's no but uh, and this is, I mean, his work ethic was just crazy. Yeah. But actually, when he first started and he was doing all them gigs every week, a lot of them were free over mics, actually. I yeah. remember hearing him do it, say, say a little thing. And he slept on, on the podcast. tube once. Slept on the tube, and, but they were all free. He wasn't actually earning any money. Mm. Um, and it wasn't until he got a manager and said, you need to stop doing all these free open mics. Um, we need to start gigging. But he was like, but this is the way I live. I get fed and they'll put me up. Yeah. Like, if I pull out, and you get, I'm doing one gig a week. How am I going to survive? Mm-hmm. And you know, he, they worked it out, obviously. Um, and he Quite blew nicely, up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, and that's. But then he's. But he was clever about that because I guarantee you, when he was gigging around London, so if he wasn't like I'm playing a free open mic tonight, mm. he'd be like, I'm at this and I'm at this, and he'd do like three in a night. Yeah. And he just was just in people's faces all the time. And he was selling CDs out of his backpack and stuff, and it's just like you've got to be like that. I think you've got yeah, to have that. you've got to have a work. You've got to have a drive because yeah, if right. people don't believe. <clears throat> I don't think people believe in you if you don't show your drive. No. I think no. that is the key thing. I think that's what people buy into. They want to buy into the journey. They want to mm. follow what you're doing. And, and for them to commit to you, they want to know that you're really committing to yourself. Totally, man. Totally. Um, and that's something that I want to bring around to social media with, with you because um, you were, we were talking yesterday and, and six months ago you were saying you really woke up to social media and how important it is. Yeah, I think... How are you dealing with like keeping up with social media? Because it's such an important thing yeah. that you got to really do yeah i think it was i think there was a few reasons why i maybe woke up to it and i think one of them was uh i mean the music industry is tough and it's it's up and down and it is a bit of a roller coaster yeah and um especially when things aren't perfect um it's very easy just to go inside yourself Mm. and and then you really you're not thinking about getting the, the phone out and filming stuff and trying to be enthusiastic about stuff and that's tough but you've you've got to be and also you've got to what I what I realised after like you know after kind of only six months ago man is you know there was things kind of and it's like you're not questioning anything at all but it's mm. kind of like it's tough and it's a slog and you've got to keep going actually getting the phone out and getting on the social media actually helped me and then I realised how much it was important yeah so physically you me, saw the difference actually, 
only for me going just get out and film some stuff and do some stuff yeah and it helps me just get out and get out of a bit of a rut in some places and also then it is just so important just to keep at it it's where the attention is mm. I mean I know so many people <clears throat> musicians and it, it really frustrates me mm. not because it's any of my business but just because I I feel sad that they're missing out on such a massive audience mm. I know people that have taken themselves off Instagram and Facebook because they're just mm. like I don't want to be involved in it and I'm thinking your whole audience is there other than the odd gigs you're going to do and even mm. when you, people see you at a gig if you're not online where are they going to where are they going to go they're not going to they're not going to take your business card and email you it's really tough because I think it's tough because I think when you get massive you can have that luxury of just pulling off hiring. social media it almost yeah. plays to your advantage you're yeah, a bit of a yeah. mystery and or you hire a team to do it yeah yeah exactly about it. Um, and I totally get why people don't want to do it but yeah it's just like the well, thing is that when people are massive they don't do social media themselves because other people are putting them all over social oh, yeah, media yeah, yeah, so yeah. that's the difference I yeah. guess it's like you know Ed Sheeran I, I've never seen him post a story I don't really follow no, his yeah, posts or anything well I don't follow yeah, him yeah, yeah. I always hear about him yeah, because yeah. everybody else is posting about totally. him and everyone else is pushing him. So you don't need to, in a sense, but if you're a young artist and this is you what I really to, want to put because to you're the only one who's going to be starting to push you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If, and, and how are you going to find a manager if you can't even prove to them that you're committed to yeah, yourself? Totally, and, man, totally. and that is where the eyes are at the minute. Mm. You know, even grandparents and grandpa, even grandparents full stop are online now, like yeah. just looking at everything. So the, it's not like half of the world isn't necessarily on it. I remember when social media started and my parents were like, you know, I'm you know, I'm not interested, I'm never gonna get yeah. Facebook and I whatever. Remember signing, I remember the day I signed up to Facebook. Yeah? Do you, do you remember, remember it? Uh, do you remember it was because I, I was just I was just too young for like the MySpace and Bebo yeah, kind of yeah. phase. And I remember Facebook and I didn't have I remember I didn't have MSN. Yeah, it was like, MSN oh, it's your Addy mate. Dial up, like, we had Yeah, yeah. Well see I'm a little five younger minutes for after that. school. I don't remember dial up and stuff. I remember of it. But I was just at the end of that. Yeah. I remember the first kind of social media thing I signed up to was Facebook. And it's so weird how, like... It is, because, like, parents... Like, I remember I used to sit at the dinner table and it, my phone would be out yeah, or yeah. whatever, and parents would be like, put your phone away. And now, if the phone goes off, it's often my parents' yeah, phone that's yeah, going yeah, off yeah. and they're sat there on it. <laughs> so it's time to change, though. But, mm. yeah, I think it's so important to be on socials. And I think anybody that doesn't want to do it, they're either consciously making a decision and accepting they're not going to get the exposure. And that's fair enough. Absolutely that's cool. fine. Work Fully that down and, for that. Yeah. Um, but those people are hopefully accepting that they're not going to get the exposure but I mean I still think they're bonkers <laughs> I think you know I, I put a lot of my life on online and I get people wouldn't want to go to that kind of level but if you're an artist and you want to get your name out you want to get your word out yeah. it's the place to be at and you kind of deserve it to you owe it to yourself and that's the one thing I think I came to terms with because I actually took a step back and went well why, why wouldn't you and you mm. owe it to yourself because you put all the work in the music with, mm. with the music and if you're not going to post it online, or not not post it online, but if you're not going to push it and 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 be innovative, in, 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 innovative uh, on social media, <laughs> and uh, just try to not you don't need to try to be different, but just try give yourself a good chance and just be fair yeah. to yourself and yeah. just post enough and just yeah. I don't say most people are releasing their music now through social media. Yeah, or, I mean I even see Spotify as a social media now. It's like it kind of is really. It's not it? technically, it's... but you know people use it in the same way. Mm. They use it the same amount. So um, it's just where the attention is. So um, one thing I think you've been really clever with with your writing, um, and this is again this is this is another reason why I wanted to talk to you big time mm. on the podcast because. Um, a lot of the people that do follow the YouTube and various other things I do on, on Instagram 
are songwriters themselves or they yeah. want to be songwriters and they're always finding asking for tips and things like this you've tapped in a very clever way because you've been writing with people that have a presence for example totally, the first yeah. person that comes to my mind is Ella and yeah. the next song you're hoping to release is with Ella Ella I mean, Grace technically we, had, we didn't actually write that together yeah so uh, that what was, was the story because you were trying to tell me this yesterday and I didn't quite understand so I wrote that with Olivia Broadfield yeah who's a really good songwriter and she's, she's done some really good stuff mm-hmm. um, she wrote if anyone knows Billy Martin, she wrote Bird with Billy Martin. So, but she's been responsible for some really cool songs. I can't quite think of them off the top of my head. But anyway, so I, w- I went to her house and it was one of the first... I think, do you know what? I think it was the first <clears throat> co-write. No, it wasn't. It was the second co-write I'd ever done. And we just wrote it and it was a really nice song, but it kind of sat on the shelf bed. I didn't quite know, really know where it was supposed to go with me. Mm. Um, and I'd recorded versions of it and I really liked it, but it was just not quite... Right, it wasn't, and I think I think I was with you. I think we were writing when I got uh, so Ella's on the same label as me. On, on uh, Ella, Ella Grace is a artist name. It's Ella Grace Denton. She's known as, and she's yeah, that's she's got like big on two hundred thousand. Yeah, she's on big Instagram. on Instagram and stuff, and she she absolutely nails it. And she's got a really good community of people behind her, and she's delved into music in the kind of the last year or so. And I think she'd always kind of dabbled and stuff, but she's really kind of gone with it, and she's she's fantastic, and. Uh, yeah, she, she just recorded some vocals on that song when she kind of like finished up in the studio and I think they were kind of like, do you fancy just sticking like some vocals on this? So it was natural, it wasn't like, yeah. oh, there's a name in the room, let's get her on the studio. It wasn't, it was, it it wasn't was... any of that, and I think like that's... I would never want anyone to ever think that was the case as well. Cause I it's think like, people can sniff it, can't they? I'm yeah, right people off. do sniff it out, and I think, you know, it wasn't even... It was not... Not that it wasn't my idea in the sense mm. of like, but it was like it just happened. It was just like just six vocals on this. It might be, it might sound nice. And then when I heard it, I was like, this song makes sense now. Yeah, yeah. it just clicked. It just totally clicked. And um, and it is honestly, it's one of the th- most proud I've been of a song. Really, mm. one of um, it is a beautiful song. I can't wait for people to hear it. I love it, man. I really love it. And it's hopefully this year. I mean, we need to work out the right campaign for it, and we mm-hmm. really need to nail the campaign for it. Um, but I love him, man. I'm I'm really proud of that song. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm and, and it's, Ella, it's, re- it's beautiful. And she sounds fantastic on it, Mike. She she absolutely nailed them vocals on it and stuff. And um, I was. But name some of the other people it. you've you've written with. I mean, it's it's cool, man. I've, I've, my, Dunwells. Dunwells. So I, th- that was the first of a co-write I ever did. Yeah. The Dunwells, and I wrote my first single with them. And I've written a lot more with them, but my first mm. ever single that came out was with them. Uh, uh, Lucy Spragan, I've written with a fair few times. Yeah. And she's absolutely. She's you know she's one of them songwriters you learn from. Yeah. Like you just you see them Sit do little room, things and you go ah I wouldn't have thought of that which yeah. little hooks little melodies uh-huh. and what I really respect about her as a songwriter she knows what she wants as an artist obviously when we're writing together she's thinking of me in mind for like the songs but like you listen to her songs and she just knows exactly what to do and be true to herself mm. and she just knows what she wants uh, so there's there's Lucy uh, there was Irwin who uh, was the lead singer of the Hoosiers people obviously know lovely the guy and stuff. really funny just guy because you of course yeah you, I, yeah, I interviewed him, him very, very briefly I mean he's he's just like he's, he's awesome man. like he's just got so much energy and um, he's just yeah he's, he's just, tiny as well yeah. I wasn't expecting him to be so small <laughs> yeah, lovely he's, guy <laughs> mate he's, he's awesome like I, I I remember being like a tiny bit nervous kind of going in with him because I was still quite young I think I was probably like just maybe I used to buzz off him at school I was like mate goodbye honestly, Mr Ray mates, I had worried about Ray after that Honestly, we're just like, mate. I mean, that's a goodbye, like, Mister A. Like, do you know what I mean, that's a that's it's a big co-write that, and that's why I think cool. you've been you've been clever, but not because you could have been tactful. 
you've just written with the right people yeah, totally, and, and you've got like now a bank of songs that you're, mm. you, you're sitting on now ready to release it's not like you've got nothing in the in the bank no, or you true. sat there um, sorry I'm, I keep looking at the camera yeah I'm looking at it too when it goes to 30 minutes <laughs> that's going to stop and I'm going to have to jump forward and start it again <laughs> so uh, yeah you've written with some some clever people and I wanted to ask you what you what your sort of biggest tip is in terms of getting <clears> into songwriting sort of was it the label that set you up with those people yeah I mean, so I when I did my on sofa session, which was how I then got with the label, I did a cover, the Feeling Good, and then I'd pretty much written, written my first proper song, and I went in and I uh, I wanted to play an original because I just wanted to. I wanted, I was aware that it'd just be cool to play an original, and um, yeah, so I was just aware it'd be cool to play an original, and and a lot of people doing covers on the channels and stuff and I just wanted to to, to, to do that and but I didn't have the second verse for the song mm. so I kind of went in and I kind of just made it up a little bit and, and just kind of jammed it out but I was just so that's like the first time I'd written so I'd kind of just started writing then but I mean the songs were good for my age but they're not good now do you know what I mean you look yeah. back at them and you go yeah it's not it's just a very basic song it's moved on a different place so you know it's that's why I started writing so I was kind of a singer-songwriter then but I still had so much to learn about writing do you know what I mean and still do I think everyone always has something to learn about writing but I don't think it ever stops really no you know, I, don't, I think even no. I'm trying to think of her name off the top of my head Frank Sinatra who's still here would still be learning writing and but stuff but this is the thing and, I don't, and that's, that's what's really beautiful about it, it <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what's beautiful about it I think because you never really stop learning song learning the art of songwriting I don't think mm. I think people get fantastically good at it um, but you know I think it's also you as a songwriter it's quite easy to uh, get frustrated because you're not writing fantastic songs again and again and again so like you, your questions like tips and stuff for mm. writing and stuff I think just just if, and it's everyone says it but you've just got to keep on writing just keep doing it yeah, because, like anything yeah absolutely like it, anything it is it's just repetition and you know the I, I got to first without every song I wanted to write I wanted to be better than the last one it's never it's not going to work that way you'll write mm. a great song and you might write 40 and then the next one the next good one and, yeah and that's just what happens and and also the the top level you know your top writers are like that too mm. they have a they have good at it but they have that too not every song yeah, they write yeah. is going to be a number one I literally saw a post this morning um, from a writer that did, uh, did a Jesse J song I think it was no Jesse Ware song oh right yeah and yeah. Uh, she posted this morning saying she's in a big rut she can't write mm. she's trying not to kick herself and it's hard because that's when really they write a block and then mm. if, if that's what you do you know this this girl I saw this morning she's a, she is a songwriter that's her mm. thing and for then her whole work life to stop that's because it, that she's in a the, rut yeah, yeah. that's a tough thing mm. so awesome well I want to round this off very quickly now well, it doesn't have to be quickly, but I've, I've got one more question to ask you. <laughs> uh, just before we get to that final question, if anybody wants to see any of Isaac's stuff, if you go over to our YouTube channel, I will put the links to all of his stuff. Um, we've actually, today, filmed another we little are, video cover. We, we're listening yeah, to a Post Malone song, and um, yeah, Isaac just said, should we just get it down? And we just literally stuck a camera with no high-end production at all on it. It was just a it camera. It was cool, up. and I really enjoyed Jam, it. I, really, I really fun. And that's, it so far. that's what I love doing the most of you, is just off the cuff doing, yeah, doing stuff. We don't do well at planning too much, do we? Oh, uh, unfair to ourselves. We write a lot of good songs. We do. 
Oh, they're we'll, they're stay, we'll spend to get three days together. Quite off the cuff, actually. Yeah, yeah, they are. The idea is, but that's I think that's where the best. That's why I enjoy my time with yeah. you because we never know what's going to come out of yeah. a session. When you came to Croatia, we've got a rough idea on what we're going to c- come out with, but, but it's just like yeah, you just go with the flow. Yeah, run with it, and that's the best cool. way life is. So go check out um, Isaac's stuff. He's got another song coming out this year. He's got stuff on on Spotify, iTunes. Yeah, so all, all Isaac Tyler is is your guy. Um, thank you so much again to Ellen Brewery for the beers. I realise I've been a really bad host. You've not had a drink. Have you finished yours? Yeah, I've finished mine. Oh gosh, you've okay. had like well, fifteen minutes where you haven't had a beer in your hand. It's nice, man. I've, I've, yeah, I've got get a dribble. Last warm dribble. It's Mine nice has warmed one. up a little bit, sadly. Okay, so back to the question. Okay. Big question. Prepare yourself. <laughs> if there was one way you could change something in the world for the better, what would you change? That's a hard question. I know, and I nearly messed up my own question as well. <laughs> um, uh, if there's just if there's one thing I could cha- just change about the world, how it is, I think uh, just I think just people I think people need to treat other people better. I think that's the I, that's the one thing. I just think you know there's so much stuff going on in the world and you know and but and then you have just stuff like racism and discrimination and stuff and you just it's that's the one thing i change just people people not being treated as human beings and, and people not treating each other with respect and uh just like just treating each other as human beings man you know it, the world would be such a better place if we all just decided just like should we just get along do you know what i mean mm. and most people get along on the whole do you know what i mean but if people just like should we just be nice to each other. Start a little bit <laughs> all more. the time, though. How wicked yeah. would that be? So, uh, yeah, if I was going to, everyone was nice to each other. That would be a thing, yeah. and that's why you're such a blooming lovely guy. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Thank you for um, everybody that is listening to this podcast, whether you're watching it, whether you're listening to it. Sorry, on I need to get used to that because this is audio now. I keep you saying watching. I'm to it the first time you said. Oh yeah, I did. Yeah, to be did. fair, um, <laughs> if you are listening to this on the Anchor podcast, um, Anchor is the app it's the website that we release these podcasts through so whether you're listening to them on spotify or itunes you can head over to the anchor podcast and you can leave a voice note as a question so each week um, from now on i'm wanting to uh, i see week i don't know if these are going to be regular weeks so far i, I want to wait and see what the response is but you can leave literally like a voice note to ask a question to whoever is going to be on the bus next and the exciting thing about it is you guys don't know who that person is going to be so whether it's about their experience on the bus whether it's about uh, them as an artist or thing a general question that you like asking and finding out about artists leave a voice note if you're watching this on youtube feel free to leave a comment as well we will we will say your name um but if you can get over to the anchor podcast we can then play your voice note in the podcast which i think is pretty cool genius yes so um also i want you to ask a question on the anchor podcast well i think on the anchor i don't know if it's the anchor podcast anchor app Oh, I don't have to uh, think it now. You have to think about it right nice. now. I, but I will ask that question to our next artist that is on the bus. And, Great idea. Um, oh, yeah, I will speak to you guys next week. I, uh, Isaac, thank you. I need to call you Anchor. Isaac, thank you so <laughs> much. Thank you so much for, for coming out to Croatia and joining us. Um, I really enjoyed that chat and I hope everybody me too. did as well. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we will see you guys soon. Thank you for listening. This is Made on the Road. <laughs>